Welcome to Companion Piece, a podcast celebrating the many friends and allies of the Doctor, from Totters Lane to Sheffield, a 1960s stock market to the planet Maudie. We'll be taking a deep dive into each and every companion, exploring their life, their time in the TARDIS, and for some, their adventures without the Doctor. Today, we'll be taking our first dive into Big Finish and exploring the trilogy of Oliver Harper's adventures. So, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the majority of our listeners, I might be wrong, um, but the majority of our listeners won't necessarily either be aware, or if they are, they won't have heard a lot of his, because he is quite a niche uh, quite a niche companion, because even if you're talking about Big Finish companions, you've got the more famous ones who've had a lot of adventures. You've got like Hex, and you've got Charlie, and... Um, Evelyn but then you've got Oliver Harper who's only done those three stories for the Companion Chronicles which aren't which are you know excellent excellent stories and they're an ex- it's an excellent set of um, uh, of, of, of adventures but I don't think everyone has heard the Companion Chronicles I think definitely if you're Big Finish you'll have heard a lot of the main range but I'm not so sure about those and even then it's like You'd you'd probably gravitate towards the more famous companions anyway. Uh, yeah, I think people just gravitate towards the more famous companions. So you're going to have like the the Brigadiers ones or Leela's ones or Joe's ones because there's a lot of good Joe companion chronicles. But I think, especially as hmm. Stephen, I think that's I think that's the only way a lot of people would have heard Stephen's stories anyway. Though was the companion chronicles because he didn't obviously he's not main range or anything. No, I think that's true of me, probably, in a sense. I think I listened to those stories because I heard Oliver Harper yes. mentioned in another one. So uh, I think I knew <laughs> it wasn't going to end well. That's the thing. <laughs> oh, I think, um, before we actually but... properly get into the details, will we sell from the out- uh, outset, we are going to spoil this because it's a Big mm. Finish Only character, it's a Big Finish Only podcast. Um, mm. And as there is only th- essentially like three hours of uh, adventures... There's very little we can say without spoiling it. So what I'm going to try and mm. do is keep it to... We're going to talk about the first one, then the second one, then the third one. And have uh, make a note of the time gaps. So hopefully if you're listening to this, you can look at the description. And if you've only heard the first adventure or the second one, or you can listen to the bits that you've heard. And hopefully this will like encourage you to do the rest. Um, but we, I think we'll talk, mm. about, we'll talk generally first uh, without trying to get into too much detail. And then we'll do um, we'll do the individual adventures. Mm. Yes, I mean I would. First of all, I'm just going to say I would sort of describe Oliver Harper as like he's a bit like a cross between Harry Sullivan, Harry Sullivan, John Steed. I cannot speak today, and someone else who I can't think of currently. But he's kind of like <laughs> he's very interesting. Yeah, and very yeah, adorable. That's the thing. He's um. <laughs> Now I think somebody um, getting into our tweets very early, but the tweets don't spoil anything, which is quite nice. So we do this first. Is um, and it ties into what I've just said about doing the first one first. Uh, James Courtney at Mister J Courtney said he's only had the chance to listen to the first story. Uh, certainly very interesting. Does seem to be quite a uh, quite a unique companion. And I think that's quite a good way of putting it. And he's put like, it's easy for a big finish to do that. And we had a conversation about giving Big Finish's purview that they can they can explore characters like that quite well uh, and he's put, he's intrigued for, for mm. the secret that he has in the first one which doesn't get revealed till like part two um, That's I think that's a good mm. way of putting it because you, you're not going to have 
it's a sort of companion we haven't had in the show. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think the closest is probably someone like Harry, but even then they're not the same. Yeah. But he's sort of like that kind of similar um, sort of middle class gentleman. That's the thing, he's, he's not. To a degree. He's not posh, posh. He's not like certain no. level, but he is. He's got that refinement. He's got that like city, city of London banker yes. refinement. You know, goes everywhere in a yeah. suit and a top hat, not a top hat, a bowler hat and a and a umbrella. Yeah, I mean, you get that a little bit through some of the things he says. Like he talks about, doesn't he say something in Latin yeah. at one point? And then he says about where have I written it? He said something about um, is it crit? Is it cricket or something? He says something that's that's really like, like sort of very English and very sort of oh, um, it's a bit like yeah. gins and all that, that kind of that kind of thing. And I can't remember what but it I is think now. It's... But he gives me like John Steed vibes. I, I know what bit. you mean. To be honest, I can, <laughs> I can see that. Um, I really liked his character. Even I don't know. I didn't know too much going in, which is quite nice. Because you'd heard before and I hadn't, and um, mm. I like binged all three as quickly as I could. Um, but it's like he's mm. quite refined, he's quite um, polite, and then he's very quick to emotion, mm. he's very quick to um, jump to an understanding. Whether it's the right understanding is a different matter, but he's very quick to, to get something in his head. Mm. He seems to have got, he's mm. got a good sense of humour. I think that's the, the fact that they've cast a comedian in the role is quite. Mm. I don't know what I was expecting because I think it was just go a little bit on Tom Allen has the performance. I don't know if I was expecting him mm. to be like funny or because I don't know how much Tom Allen's stand up you've seen, Lil. I, yeah. To be honest, I don't know. I didn't know him at all. The only reason I found out about this is because I was looking at the CD and my brother said, "Oh, that's Tom Allen," and I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Who's he?" I've been meaning so, to listen to I him for nothing. a long time because just I love saying. him so much. But like, he's so his like stand-up style as it were is quite acerbic quite sar- like in a nice way but like quite sarcastic quite overblown just a bit camp um and i, I think i was kind of expecting him mm. to bring that to the which he did a little bit but it's a lot more like it's still got that dry wit but it's a lot more emotional than i thought i was going to be playing yes. it. it's funny he plays it as quite serious and quite um emotion based yeah. because uh there's a mm. trying not to go into too much spoilers until we decide to actually go to the first story you get like you can hear the fear and you can hear the the emotion and just the the mm. vocal acting. Mm. Yeah, that's. Yeah, no, I love I love those little little scenes where there's moments where they think they're completely doomed, and yet he's sort of trying to be he, he's quite an he optimist is. isn't he, he is. i think and he's always going oh we'll get out of this old boy and all that and it's like i i like that in in contrast to steven's Somber. more um sort of yeah and more realistic approach because steven's very much no. not a romantic in comparison to obviously oliver harper is a little bit more of a romantic sort of Oh, uh, everything's gonna be all right, type of thing. Where Steve, I mean, you've got a few moments where he has like proper (laughs) full-on panic, but it's a cross between having a little bit of like, oh, you know, this is, I need to do this, I need to do a panic and panic, and then just like, oh well, 
if we are going to die, we're going to die. It'll be okay. Or no, we're going to get through this. We will get through this. And it's just like, I think it's quite a good... Yeah. Um, try not to generalise too much. With general 62 companions, which is... I don't think you've actually said that. I mean, we've referenced Stephen. He is a companion of the th- of the first Doctor in that trilogy. Um, and the 60s companions tend to fall into, I think that's how our friend on mode, who has, as Jake puts it, you've got the the women companions, the the the, the, the lady mm. companions, the man companions, and then the punchy boy companions. You've got the, like, quite intelligence, but still screams and shrieks a lot, which is the women in general. You've got the men who are quite, like, intellectual and, like, this is how we do it. And then you've got the, the ones who run around punching people. He doesn't really fall into any of them. He's still got he's still got a bit of the fear. He's quite intelligent. But he doesn't really... He's not too physical. So it's like a bit of a mixture of what you would have, would have had mm. in the 60s. Mm. He's also very sympathetic as well. In a, in a way that that's kind of an interesting comparison to the Doctor. Because I won't... Well, I mean, we'll talk yeah. about it later, but there's a scene that's kind of quite interesting in terms of the contrast of the Doctor being very much, but but they did this to Oliver, well, actually going, well, yeah, they did, but also being quite sympathetic to, to them because they're another yeah. race, so to speak. That's the thing. It's, um, mm. uh, I will actually I'll read out the other two, but I'll read out the tweet later on because that reference is one of the twists in episode two. Um, mm. but it's I just really liked him because it's, it's, it's quite a new sort of companion for that era and they can do mm. a lot more with I mean, you, that yeah. era on, on audio with the purview that Big Finish have got mm. I mean he's instantly likeable isn't he and you're instantly completely intrigued by, ev- I by that's everything it's <laughs> like when it, the, all three of them are two handers realistically between Peter Purvis and um and Tom Allen, uh, I think, which is it, episode two? I think the second half of episode two is essentially just, and possibly episode three as well, they're both just um, two-handers. They, like, the Doctor's not really in it, and it's just mm. Oliver and Stephen, like, bouncing mm. off each other. I mean, what else is interesting in that sense is we've got two male companions as well, because the the tone that's sort of taken in the in the 60s you tend to have a male and a female or you just have a female or you, generally speaking but in this case the the fact that there's Stephen and Oliver is is in itself quite interesting because I mean have, have we had another set of companions who are both male at any other point other than Ryan and Graham I... am I being stupid is there some is there something obvious i mean there's there's that the team for part of um the second doctor where you had ben polly and jamie oh yeah i suppose you had ben but and then jamie there's always been you? like yeah, a, another them. female companion there's never yeah. been a standalone like yeah. just two male no. companions together no i mean that's true of graham and and ryan as well i think so i think i think that's interesting yeah. in itself that sort of different relationship that can be had. Yeah, no, it's just um, yeah, because there's Harry, but Sarah, and then Adric and Turlo. I think everyone, every male companion's always had a, another female companion in there. 
that that are usually more often than not a gel to one of the others, like Ian and Barbara, Polly and Ben, Harry and Sarah, but not in that way or or whatever. Um, I mean, yeah, Adric and and Nissa and Tegan are obviously different again, and Turlo's different again. So, yeah, I mean. Mm. Yeah, so I think that's a, that's a good that's a good idea. I hadn't really clicked that it's. T- I mean, they mention it in the behind the scenes on all of them that it's two male companions, but even so, it's still a bit. You have to click and go. Oh yeah, of course it is, because you're so used to there being a female companion in the team. Hmm. Mm, okay. I think so, so this this is the point in which we're actually going to get into spoiler territory. So if you haven't heard of if you haven't heard them, pause this. Go and get them. Listen to them. Come back. If you've only listened to some of them, this yes. this is where I'm going to tell you in the description what we um where we've um where we started talking spoilers. Right. So, um, the first story, which is the perpetual bond, it's like the introduction to him. I really like that one. That's got. I think it's yeah, got more too. humor in it than the other two because the they're not dark, but they're like more sober um but mm. you just you get dropped straight into it with Oliver Harper essentially on the run from the police in the 1960s mm. now i don't want i don't want to spoil it because i'll talk about it in episode 2 when we talk about episode 2 but when if you kind of know the time period if you know the sort certain laws that were around and you know Tom Allen you kind of guess where it's going but it's still a good it's a good mystery to have there and if i'm right in thinking that was the who's it the fogelites who they is the the monsters in that one yeah Something they're, like they're relative i think they were original <laughs> big finish creation uh, yeah let's have a look. yeah well it's um I think they they um they use to their advantage the fact that they've cast Tom Allen as a he's funny anyway and b that's his sort of demeanor they've they've cast him as who he is as like a relatively refined gentleman uh being a city banker in London and I think that mm. that um that works quite well because the whole the whole crux of the story falls around the fact they're dealing with trading stock and they're dealing with banking, which I always mm. love it when there's a doc- there's a Doctor Who story which is about a thing, and it turns out you have to know about this thing to be able to figure it out. Mm. So it's it's um. I mean, haven't they just? Am I am I wrong or? Ah, oh, what's it called? NFTs that everyone's talking about at the moment, which you know destroy the planet and are ridiculous things was it uh fun what's, what do they call it fungible they use that word a lot yeah so an ft non-fungible token um oh, that's why i knew thing. i'd heard the oh, word before yeah, yeah. because it's in the news lately and they explain what that means but it's done like pro- what i would refer to as proper 62 it's educational it's like here's this thing here's what it means here's why it's important move along with the story don't spend too much time on it mm. i love the fact as well that i love those stories where they sort of end up somewhere sort of rather yeah. mundane 
and yet it turns out it's full of eggs. It's the fact that like they land in the junkyard, is. they land in Totter's Lane, and oh, they just Totter's go, Lane. Good oh, we Totter's can go and Lane. see Ian and Barbara, and they go, oh, okay, we'll go and go see him. And then they see an alien, and the doctor's immediately like, I have to track this person down, I don't know what's going on. And... <laughs> I just love it when the people, but they they turn up like Oliver Harper just falls into their life because he'd also seen an alien, and they happen to have crossed paths at the same time. Mm, yeah, that that's yeah, brilliant. How they just wander in there. It's just, it is. It's, <laughs> oh, we're we're looking for this gentleman. We think we we think he lost something. What's he look like? Uh, he's in a bowler hat and he's got an umbrella. You're in a you're in a stock market. Every single person's got a bowler hat and yeah. an umbrella. <laughs> it's like everyone. <laughs> oh, but it's really. Um, I love that story. But the thing is, I don't have much understanding of how banking works or anything along the lines of the stock market. But it does a really good. It's a really quick. Here's what you need to know. Don't bother learning about anything more, because we'll tell you everything you need to know. And I like that. That sort mm. of you're dropped in it with Stephen, and it's like. Well, what's going on? I'm from the whatever ever nth century, so you get Oliver Harper like teaching Stephen about banking and about how it all works, mm. and the entire point of the story essentially yes. revolves around galactic law and trading law. And yet, it's a really exciting story. It's a really fun, funny story. Mm. There's also, so there's that scene where he's trying to disguise him as a banker like himself, and he's doing that. Oh whole yeah, you've got thing, to say these things. Like yeah. try, trying to t- say these things, then he does it. it, um, and it just, it there's only just what's it like? There's only up, three honestly. sports: hunting, fishing, and shooting. Mm-hmm. It's like no shooting. G's at the end of any of the words. It's shooting. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. But I think it's the bit that really oh. I was trying to sort out all my books, and I was listening to it, and. I got to the bit where they try and get everyone's attention. So the whole point, I think, if you if you're listening to this, I really hope we're not spoiling it. And if not, you've done what we've said and not listened. Um, the bit where they realise that everyone's had their minds like altered, and they're trying to get them to realise that they're actually prisoners there. And the doctor says something about, oh, it's the it's the ear of the Beatles, and Stephen just starts singing a Beatles song, and then Oliver Harper just starts singing along again, but like it's like doing the tune of a Beatles sort of song. Yeah, it's brilliant. It. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, I'm not saying Doctor Who is entirely serious 100% of the time, but it's always fun and funny. But it's like, I did not expect, in a relatively serious environment, to have two of the companions just turn on and start chanting a Beatles song to get people's attentions. Yeah, I I can't help unthinking The Prisoner from yeah. the other day. Because <laughs> if, if anyone's seen The End of The Prisoner, there's a scene with All You Need Is Love uh. in it. And so that kind of reminded me of that as well, to a degree, because I was oh, watching it. It was time. brilliant. It's, it's made me but, laugh. It properly yeah. made me laugh. Genuinely, if you haven't heard them or you've yeah. just spoiled it before, you go and listen because it's the funniest. It's like, it makes perfect sense, oh. but it's just like, yeah, why don't we get them to just chant a Beatles song? It's brilliant. Uh, yeah, it well and truly. It's just so like, I don't know, I've never heard anything quite like it and I love it. Yeah, it, oh, it's, I really, I really liked it. It's such a good story. It's a really clever mm. idea, though, of quite a serious subject matter of like human slavery uh, and like the mm. cruelty and the the uh, abuse of privilege and abuse of power that people like that have. But it's done with a mm. light touch, and it's it's very much we we're allowed to do this. This is perfectly legal, and it's like, well, it's perfectly legal, but it's completely and utterly immoral. 
and it's I think that's the good thing about mm. that, especially that era of Doctor Who, if not every era of Doctor Who, is they they make the distinction between yeah, you're allowed to do this thing, doesn't mean you have to do it, doesn't mean that you should do it. Mm. I mean, I mean the the thing about those audios in general is it's a bit like there's scenes that are, are really amusing and you laugh and then in the next 10 minutes it feels like you've been punched in the face and it's just a bit like oh oh what <laughs> well and truly but yeah no i would agree it's probably my favorite of the three i think just because i love i love how mad yeah i it think is. i think so to be honest and it's it's a bit Avengers. And I mean, if for no other reason than the bowler hat and the umbrella, but you know. But I like I don't know. There's just there's just something about it that's just really quite mad, and I like. Oh, it's it. it's definitely good. It's so good. I think it's that's the thing. It's uh, when is it? It's set after Dalek's Master Plan. Yeah, between Dalek's Master Plan and the Massacre, the trilogy, isn't it? Yes. So it, you go into yes. it with Oliver Harper on the run from the police for an unspecified crime. And Stephen mm. and the Doctor just having... Ian and Barbara having left. Brett and Sarah and Katerina all having been killed off in horrific different ways. Mm. Uh, and then it goes into a relatively light story of let's just try and like stop what's happening. And it, I mean, slavery, human slavery, is not uh, a cheerful subject. But it's just, it is a... Um, it's done quite nice with a light touch with like a bit of humanity... Mm. And I yeah. I like the stories where you got I know I know when you say like the Doctor like manipulating things and you everyone always jumps to like the Seventh Doctor always jumps to like the great manipulator the great the great chess player positioning everything mm. hundreds of years in advance just so we could win one sort of battle but all of them have that in them and the first Doctor in that story especially. It's brilliant. If like, oh, mm. he's just trying to learn everything he can, f- and figures out exactly what he needs to do, and just tries to get Stephen and Oliver to deal with it. Yeah, I was just saying there are moments w- as well where you've just got Stephen and Oliver, and the Doctor isn't there. And I think I think that's that's true of Stephen to a degree, a fair bit. Is that he he's a companion who manages to stand on his own two feet and still be to a degree engaging and can take the story in one direction when the doctor isn't there for a bit of yeah it. i think so it's yeah i think it's quite it works quite well because there's the scenes where they're by themselves and they're having to figure stuff out and you get to see more of oliver's character there more of his like oh i know what i'm doing i'm just a little bit behind mm. everyone else but i mean i love the fact as well that in learning about oliver you also learn about Stephen to a degree because they sort of, you, you sort of go on a, a little journey with both of them because Oli- obviously Oliver's from 1966 Stephen's from the nth uh, century to be honest yeah. I can't remember when yeah the century something 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 so to him computers are like you just know what that is but then but then he doesn't have a grasp of things like, I'm sure there's a thing in the first one about coins or something and he says something about coins yeah um, because almost to him that's kind of a bit odd, but then Oliver's sort of like knows to a degree about various things, and then so they kind of learn bits from each other, and I en- I enjoy that as well. I enjoy that in learning about Oliver, you also learn bits about Stephen. Yeah, as well. I I do really. It's it's good that you get them to bounce off each other, 
And I think, obviously, not getting into mm. it quite yet, but the fact that Stephen comes from so far in the future is it comes up and it works quite nicely in the second story. But, mm. um, yeah, it's just... I really like that one for a light story. It's just... Yeah, it works well. And it, you, it ends with a brilliant piece of manipulation by the Doctor. Um, and then him just inviting Oliver along. And... As you learn later on, the Doctor knows exactly what's happening. He, he, like he understood what the, what had happened in the moment he met him. But um, mm. it's just I think it's nice to have him be invited along rather than someone just t- like especially in sixties who it's it's a kidnap and then it's like someone just turns up. You had Vicky who was invited on, and who else was? I don't think it's. Mm. Dodo just wandered in. Stephen was uh, kind of invited, but not entirely. It, yeah, although the doctor tried to yeah. smack him one first with whatever. What was it? A Something shoe like that. Or no, what was it? No, no. Vicky, Vicky had a. Sh- I can't remember. Vicky had a shoe. I remember. Um, but yeah, I think the other interesting thing that they both share is that that's sort of revealed is that they either can't go home or don't yeah. want to. Yeah, because like there's a yeah. And yeah, I think that comes more into uh, the second story. So I think we'll get into that in a second. It's it's the ending of mm, the ending of yeah. the first story where they they leave and it just ends with like Oliver Harper leaving like leaving it on the note of like oh and I I'd left with them blah, 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 uh, and they didn't know what I'd done and I just hope they don't never find out and it's quite intriguing even if you've already figured it out like I think you may have done it's a good I. Yeah, I honestly can't remember if I had when I listened to it the first time. I I genuinely can't remember. So, so yeah. I might have done. I, d- I don't know. It, it makes perfect Maybe sense not. if you don't know what it is. It's like okay, then that's that makes brilliant. That makes perfect. And if you figured it out, it's quite a nice like. Oh, I I already know. You know, I figured it out already. Um, so like speaking of, I mm. think it's probably best if we go into the second one, which is the code equations. Um, just to make a note of where we mm. were. There we go. So yeah, and that's this is the the mm. bigger one. This is the bigger story where you find out more about Oliver, mm. and it's it's a good timey wimey mm. one because it's it deals with things that haven't happened to them yet, but because it's set chronologically after the third set, the third story, you kind of get a hint of what happens in the final story. So it's a quite a nice it's quite a nice uh, mm. episode, as it were. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, here we go. I'm just trying to find the. Um... Just gonna see what I said about it. Yeah. Uh, what did I say? Oh no, that's my Weatherspoons app. I was completely wrong. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I'm really rubbish with technology. That's right. Ooh. So I. Th- <sighs> What's it called? In media res. That's what it is. It's one of the stories that starts in media res. When you've just got. Stephen and Oliver essentially dying, running out of oxygen, yes. and Stephen begging Oliver to like tell him what was what the big secret is, and then it cuts back to where 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 they started. Mm. I mean, I'm I don't want to put Simon Garrier down because he's an excellent writer, so I'm not trying to. But I think episode one and episode three are excellent. This one's still brilliant, but it's just not. My favourite of the three. 
Yeah, I think... That, to be honest, that might be yeah. what I would say. But but it's still strong, of course. But it's... it. Yeah, I agree that for me it's not my favourite one. My favourite, I think, is the first one. I th- yeah, I think it's between the first and the third for me as well. But anyway, it's a really, really good story. Because mm. it's, it's, even if it's not the strong... I don't think... I, might, I have to have a look. Because it's not overly... Um... So it's one of those Who stories that doesn't have like an outright villain. It's more mm. a character piece between Oliver and Stephen, which is quite nice. Mm. This is where you get the Stephen yeah. doesn't want to go home, there's nothing for him there. Oliver can't go home for the exact same reason. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's just a bit. I mean, obviously, we know what happens to Stephen in the end as yeah. well. So. That's the thing. It's. Um, mm. It's just. I really like. I really like the. The story itself, which is. Uh, uh, see, this is the thing. I can't really remember it. Because <laughs> I, it's not <laughs> the. the uh, let's have a look. <laughs> It's the one to do the satellite, isn't it, or something? Is it a satellite? Yeah. And then they and then they um, end up separated, and for for I think it's isn't it a, is it a crashing satellite? Doesn't it? Uh, crash? Yes, because the and then they're are they like the air sucked out or something? Oh, I can't remember now. They're like traders, not traders. Like, they're like miners or scrap dealers or something, and they've yeah. found. But the, the thing is, they're like the villains, as it were, because the the natives of the planet are being... I mean, it's, it's Earth, but it's Earth after it's been... Something's happened to it undisclosed, and you've got the natives who are quite mm. um, regressive humans, but still humans, mm. who have been, like, afflicted by this, this essentially a sleeping sickness. Mm. So you've got mm. it's, it's, that's the the B story, even though it's it's normally what the A story would be. Yeah. And then the A story is essentially Oliver and Stephen trying to deal with the fact they get lost on a on mm. yeah they they're on the crashing spaceship I think or the crashing satellite. Uh, and the Doctor mm. and the aliens whose name I can't remember. Let's have a look and see if I can find it. Yeah, there there is a line in that, and you just remind me of it that I uh, that I love, which is when. To be honest, I think it's at the end of the episode, but where they're talking about Earth and Oliver says something about it being thousands of years in his future, but it's still yeah. his home. Yeah. I, I don't know. I love that. I love that he's he's so... Again, he's sort of so s- sympathetic and he's so... He's quite accepting as well, isn't he, to yeah. a degree? Like, there's that sort of slight kind of innocence about him and he, he he's just sort of quite accepting and it's sort of like oh that's earth and it's still earth to me and it's still where i'm from even though it's not my time yeah that's the thing it's um and i think that ties quite nicely into him and his and his secret of being accepting mm. of everyone um mm. Mm. because and this is when the proper spoilers begin i think that and the end of the third story is that it's revealed in that story that the reason he's left is because... And I mean, you, you get the hint of it 
in the first story where he says, oh, this person talked to the police and it turns out that person was like his partner. And it's mm. done quite nicely of Stephen's going like, well, what happened? What's, what was your big crime? And the way they phrase it, which is, I, in my opinion, it's used a lot to describe uh, homosexuality at that time of like just falling in love with the wrong person. But I think the reaction they play it is wonderful of Stephen just then just like laughing his head off because it seems like such a normal thing. Why would anybody be scared of that? For, yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? Because obviously to Stephen, that's probably not odd at all. Yeah. Or not out of place because of where he's from. And there, there's that scene, is it, where... Oh, I, can't remember, I can't remember what he says exactly, but it's... It's it's when they think they're gonna die, and then Oliver just goes, "Well, actually, something like you're not my yeah. type." Oh, it's a brilliant guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so I don't know. It's so it sweet is. and 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 so kind of just funny, despite the fact that they're in the gravest peril ever. Oh, it's like, yeah. oh, it's it's oh. the conversation afterwards when he gets back to the doctor and I was like, "Well, I yeah, I figured out already. It's it's not your problem. It's society's issue," and it's just like a really. Mm. It's just dealt with really, really well. Um, mm. But the the conversations that Stephen and Oliver have, it's just such a nice, slow and steady character piece for them both to like understand each other more. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean? Not that Big Finish would, but in certain things, like TV programmes and stuff, you, you, you see it played out where characters find out that the other one's you know gay and then it, it plays out of them thinking they fancy them and all that it, yeah whereas whereas like obviously I'm, I'm glad that doesn't happen because quite frankly it wouldn't work anyway and it would be a bit I think that's silly. the benefit of using the doctor who is like ageless during that point where they haven't really told you too much about him and mm. Stephen who is so far in the future mm. that nothing really phases him hmm mm. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think that's why it works, doesn't it? Yeah. Because Stephen and the Doctor, they're sort of two of a kind in their own way, and you know, Stephen's just very like he he do, he's quite realistic, but also very accepting of of people. I think. Yeah. You know, like like he's very accepting of Sarah, for example, even though. Obviously, to start with, there's a hostility. But, you know, in the end, he becomes accepting of her and her audios are amazing. Mm. Um, and I think it's, you know, him and Oliver, it's just, they just click, don't yeah. they? I, th- I think they do. It's, mm. it's a really nice relationship there. Mm, it's the, is it the Code Equations or is it the first wave? No, it's the, f- it's the first wave. I won't get mm. into that I mean, yet. If, if anything... Yeah, no, if anything, I wish, like... Like with Stephen and Sarah, there's a few, but the Anachronauts is one of my favourites, and it's longer, and because it's longer, there's more of an exploration of their feelings and, and stuff that I won't spoil, but I would recommend it. And that's the only thing, if anything, I'd wish, is that there was... It was longer. It was longer. I want more. Oh, I know. That's the thing. It's a, an ex, it's an excellent set of stories, but there's only three hours of it, and it's like I want more of that character. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's an, it is yeah. nice that it's so self-contained, and it has a defined like beginning, mm. middle, and end. But even so, mm. I mean, we could just like start tweeting at Simon Gary and just like, come on, write another one, please. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, just one, please, just one. <laughs> uh, even if it's like I don't care, just, 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 just however it is, I want it. Um, I might tag him in this when we when we put it out. Actually, <laughs> see what happens. Um, oh, he he's is. lovely. So, he's so lovely. Is, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I. It's not the. Uh, having said that, we've just slagged off one of his stories. Never mind. I do really like this one. I do really like the Cold of yeah. It's just not my favourite of the trilogy, because it's more of a it's more no. of a companion. It's more of a companion. It's more of a character piece, which is I do I like that. But when it cuts back to the the main story, as it were, it's just not as like you want more of Oliver and Stephen. But yeah, I really mm. like, and the, the, it's just the whole conversation of, of the secret gets revealed and everything, and it works so nicely. And it's done so tactfully. Mm. 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 Oh yeah, definitely. And I think that definitely. ties perfectly into what we've had from uh, one of our Twitter friends. And the tweets now just disappeared. Uh, <laughs> Naturally, there you technology go. never so works from, when you are. <laughs> uh, uh, EJ, EJ Coates at E underscore J underscore Coates. Also Big Finish Listener on Twitter. So either way, just check him out because I honestly... He's been putting up a lot of poetry lately as well, which is excellent if you like poetry. Um, I mean, if you don't, it's excellent anyway. Um, he's put this, It's such a wonderful representation. Um, final episode was so very beautiful. We will get into that in a minute. I just don't want to spoil it yet. Uh, First mm. Doctor is my mm. favourite incarnation, and it was wonderful to see him embrace a more diverse TARDIS team. And that's true. I mean, obviously, not at all that I agree with it, but the, the mindset at the time, especially in the 60s, God forbid they ever had anyone who was nearing, like, uh, gay on screen. You rarely had anything, even in... Was the first proper hints at that? I mean, I know people read into the Nissa and Tegan relationship, but it was when it's explicit, you're going to have to look into New Who, aren't you, for proper queer representation? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there, there are a lot of actors working at that time who who were, but they obviously that doesn't feed into the into the show as such. But I mean, there's oh, what's, what was the yeah. the actor's name? And I feel really bad that I can't remember who was in Remembrance of the Daleks. Remembrance. Oh, uh, um, oh, Christ. Um, you mean Mike, yeah. don't you? Oh, bugger. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm going to oh Google God. it because, like, oh, that is a, is I an mean, excellent, excellent. Um, mm. uh, Dursley and McLinden. You've got the hints in survival, and that's where everyone picked up mm. that Ace might be bisexual. But for an actual explicitly mm. diverse TARDIS team, you're going to have to look at New Who. So I think it's quite nice that Big Finish could bring in a, a queer character into that early and have it just like yeah nobody cares it's a good thing well done and not have like mm. prejudices at the time having to, having to deal with it yeah no I'm glad of that because that is something that could have so easily been done but I don't think I don't think Big Finish maybe would have but it's something that could so easily have been and you could have had all that in it but the, the fact is that it, it he reveals it and then him and Stephen sort of have that thing about it, and the Doctor accepts it Im- almost immediately, doesn't yeah. he? And and kind of takes him under his wing, metaphorically speaking. Yeah, I just think it's a nice. It's just so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it is. Only it's just really nice. 
I mean, having said, we I didn't I didn't prefer this one to the first one. We've now talked longer about this one. Than, uh, never mind. Anyway, um, and as Elliot <laughs> said, it's the 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 third episode is is a beautiful episode. It's a beautiful ending to the story. So I think if we dive into that one, mm. um, it mm. might be a good idea. So let me just write down where we are, so we can actually add it to the stuff. There we go. Um, yeah, and that's the first wave, isn't it? Episode three, which mm. you get hints in episode two of ah, we are apparently criminals because of this thing that happened on this planetoid. Except we haven't been there yet. So you get the Doctor being mm. all, as he is in like the Daleks, saying, we have to go to this place now because that's what's going to happen. So he directs them to that planetoid and then unwitting, unwittingly to the others where he knows they are going to die. Mm. Which obviously as an audience yeah. we know is not possible because obviously not, but <laughs> it's quite a, it's yeah. quite a good... Um, like hooked like ah everyone's dead we don't know what happened and then you get the doctor essentially looking like he's being killed very very quickly mm. and see I don't want to spoil any other big finishes but you have the Vardens turn up in this one and they're used again in several other stories, and that they those reference this one. It's quite nicely done, but we won't go into those other than to say like they're excellent too. But um, I don't want to I don't want to spoil a story where the twist is the Vardens are involved. Yeah, to be honest, I I recognise the name, but couldn't remember um, the other stories they were in. They're Invasion of Time, aren't they? Originally. Yeah, of course they are. I knew that. I knew I'd, I remembered them from the series. The Invasion of Time. Of course yeah. they are. Lils, just, just go back to bed, Lils. <laughs> like, go back to bed. <laughs> oh, dear. That thing is... That's not a very well-loved episode, even though it's it's an excellent idea of having... having mm. this, is, this is what we're doing, and then halfway through the story, like in the arc, twists the format completely. Mm. Um... But yeah, so they they turn up and very quickly, even as an audience, you know they're the villains. The Doctor hasn't encountered them before, so he's like, oh, I'll, I'll introduce myself, I'll do this, do And then they very quickly, like, quote-unquote, kill him. So at least mm. Stephen and Oliver think he's dead. Mm. And then it's just a two-hander between them. And I think yeah. for most of the second... No, most of the first part, it's... Oliver and Stephen on on the run again, but it's essentially just like a little, a, a very mm. short road movie of just the two of them talking. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of scenes in that that stick in my mind. The first one being obviously where he saves Stephen from dying. Yeah. Thanks, Oliver. <laughs> and the second bit, there's this bit where he says, I, I can't remember where, but he says something about um, not giving up, and then he says, that wouldn't be what the doctor would want. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that he's been travelling for quite a short space of time, it's it's clear, again, the the just acceptance and the affection they've all formed for each other. That's the thing. It's it's quite, yeah. I, mm. I like to think, hint at Simon Gurria again, that there is t- space between 
the second and the third stories or the first yes. and second stories to have a little <laughs> extra um, adventure in there. Oh yeah, more um, please. <laughs> because they seem to have worked as a team really quickly. They seem to have like gelled really nicely very quickly. Um, mm. But it is, it's just an excellent story of, of Stephen essentially saying, oh, that's it now, we're going to die, I might as well die here. And Oliver carrying him to safety. And then the same thing again in the second part, when they decide to go back and try and save everyone. And Oliver's the one who collapses and Stephen drags him there. And it's the trust mm. and it's like the companionship between them. Mm. Yeah. It's just I don't want to. Yeah. I mean again, yeah. No, again, there's there's the the part where, um, there's a bit where the Vardan appears, isn't there? Sort of at the end of, um, and the Doctor says about isn't the Doctor talking about destroying them? Yes. Or something because obviously they've killed the crew, and I don't know. Oliver's almost seems quite kind of shocked by that at the fact that the Doctor could think that. And, I mean, to us it might not be surprising, considering he tried to beat a guy to death with a rock. <laughs> but, anyway, but anyway, just saying. Oh, dear. Um, and he's he's almost very, very sympathetic, as I said earlier. And I liked that. That sort of, like... And it reminds me of something else, but I can't think what, of that kind of sympathetic sort of nature towards something that's that um even though it's obviously killed all the crew it's the fact that by the end they've they like defeated the vardens because mm. um I, I i don't want to get too much into spoilers because it's i it's the doctor being clever again but um one comes back it's seriously essentially that's its last act before it dies and Oliver wants mm. to help it because it's it's dying, and the doctor very much mm. understands but knows that they can't. And mm. this is the I think the big spoiler if you know about this. So genuinely, if you've got through all of this podcast and still haven't listened, stop now before we spoil the ending. <laughs> yeah, no. But I think the last like five ten minutes is so beautiful of of the doctor saying, right, this is we we were gonna die anyway. We. We're gonna die regardless, so we why why you know why do we have to do anything else? And Oliver refusing to accept it and charging at the Varden and, and sacrificing himself for Stephen and the Doctor. Mm. It's it's as Stephen says, quite reminiscent of Katarina. Yeah, as well. it's a, such a cyclical idea in that way. Yeah, and sort of it. it it just brings across more that that realization Stephen's got that that almost everyone that he travelled with is has died, other than probably v- Vicky. I think. I mean, Katerina, Sarah, Brett. Oliver, Brett. I mean, Ian um, and Bob are left. Yeah, um, and then obviously he ended up later on on. Uh, wherever it was in the savages yeah but even then if you follow his story along it's slightly depressing a that's not even a word <laughs> it? gets slightly more depressing yeah still. but <clears throat> yeah but I, th- I think the that's 
it's quite a cyclical end where it starts with them having lost people and find someone new and then losing that person again. And obviously Stephen and the Doctor are... And that's how the story starts, isn't it? With Stephen and the Doctor leaving and Stephen begging the Doctor to do something about Oliver. Um, but then you've got, mm. from Oliver's perspective, because as they describe the Vardens being like creatures of energy, he, he's essentially a ghost who like fuses himself with the TARDIS. So you mm. get Oliver's point of view of the rest of the First Doctor's life up until the end of the Tenth Planet. Mm. I mean, again, it's a bit like Sarah as well in that respect, although I can't remember the ins and outs of, of what happens with that. I haven't listened to the audios for ages. But that kind of existence of... of although in Oliver's case, he gets to see the Doctor again, and I think Sarah does eventually... But I won't go into that if you haven't listened <laughs> to it. But th- there is there is a lot of good things to be had with this trilogy and Sarah Kingdom stories. I recommend those. Yes, we will, we will have to do an episode on on her soon enough. Mm. Mm. It's uh, yeah. Um, I just like I really like the ending of if as as uh, sad as it is, you get to see that like especially at the end when the Doctor enters the TARDIS for the last time, looks out and manages to see Oliver. That's like a really beautiful mm. moment of remembering the people that he lost and actually being able to see them one last time. Mm. It's, it, I was going to say, it's, it's beautiful without being overly self-indulgent. Yeah. Because I think, don't get me wrong, as much as... Th- Re- that regenerations can be good sometimes there is an awful lot of self-indulgence yes. that I've never been keen on myself and so I think that's just like a nice sort of subtle and lovely way to end yeah. it I think I think so I think so it's um, it, is, it ends quite cyclically it ends quite nicely and you get the the feeling of even though he he died, he was still there when when the doctor needed somebody when he was alone. Mm. I just I really like how it ends. I, I like all of it, but it's just a nice, mm. albeit a sad ending. It's it's, it's a really nice trilogy of stories. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I think because obviously, yes, yeah, Stephen had gone as well, and then uh, by that point, it was yeah, it was a nice. Yeah, as you say, nice to know that the Doctor had somebody there. Hmm. I yeah, I would be very interested if anyone listens to this who hasn't heard it, who then listens and get, let, lets us know what they think. But it's a, it's a really, really good trilogy of stories, which I really enjoyed. Mm. Um, mm. So yeah, please, generally, if you haven't heard them at this point, listen to them and let us know what you think, because... Um, I would I would just be very interested to know what you think, um, mm. but yeah, that's. I wish there was more. Because I really yes. want to see more of Oliver Harper. Mm. But that's it, really. Unfortunately, unless we can convince yeah. do a Twitter campaign and convince Simon <laughs> to write some more. Yeah. No, as as I wish, I wish like the Anachronauts, there was sort of a a bit of a longer story that had them both in I, I, <laughs> yeah but I mean maybe as it is with 
some companions who we've had their stories been told and it's a bit like mary shelley as well to a degree yeah is it mary shelley no no you're right mary shelley yeah is that right yeah it didn't sound right in my head anyway (laughs) or like like sarah although she got a few more adventures obviously or i'm trying to think who else there is um i mean technically even katarina came back for the daughter of the gods oh yeah oh yeah um but yeah that yeah it it just would be nice to uh have a little bit more of an exploration and perhaps see what else um oliver could have brought to the team because obviously he brings a lot anyway but that kind of like when he's when he's ended up making a sort of agreement with the aliens and stuff yeah i love that yeah we didn't even talk about that in episode two um, where he's the one who, who broaches yeah. all the deals yeah um so yeah I, I know what you mean i do wish we had a little bit more yeah. <laughs> we're never satisfied nope. are we are stopped no we fans. always want more we always want more oh dear um <laughs> But yeah, I I really like them. I'd recommend them to anyone really who wants to. He want if mm. if you want a, like an introduction to the, even the Companion Chronicles, the, it's a brilliant trilogy of stories. And there's a mm. few amazing Stephen moments in we haven't even touched, but I think that might be best to leave those for when we get to Stephen in our episodes mm. because there's yeah. uh, episode two especially of this is really good on Stephen actually knowing his stuff as a pilot and knowing all the science behind it. Mm. Mm. So that would be good to go into. But yeah, that's that's essentially all of all of Oliver's stories, unfortunately. Um, yeah. What else have I? I'm just seeing if there's anything else I've said that's actually notable. Yeah. Um... Um, no. Okay. I think we've said. Yeah, I think I've mostly said <clears throat> everything that I wanted to say. Well, in that case, I can start wrapping up. Um, I just yeah, wish there was more, and I think, and, and as I said at the beginning with the acting, it's nice to see a different side of Tom Allen because I haven't seen him act. I know he did. A radio show for the BBC, a comedy one. It was one of those, like a Dickens spoof, but I haven't actually heard that. But he's very different in this to what I was expecting, and that's a really good thing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. You know, I like I like that the the wit is sort of subtle and quite. It can be quite. It's quite, quite light-hearted, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. To a degree, in what in what can be certain moments quite depressing and quite sad. There's some nice moments that sort of counteract that a little bit. Yeah, I just like that as a whole. It's quite it levels itself out quite nicely. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's most. That's all of Oliver's story, unfortunately. But um, yeah, we can. We can certainly have a little redux of this if anyone um, has heard it and wants to talk about it because I'm quite I'm quite I love this this these tri- this trilogy so I'd like to be excited for anyone else to to listen to it. Um, mm. Unusually for us, given it's uh, this is only going to be like episode five anyway, we are putting the quiz on hiatus for this episode. Um, just pure, just you know for. 
reasons of our own. Um, and we aren't going to, to announce who we're doing next time because hopefully, fingers crossed, we will have a guest on. And we just need to organise that properly. But the companion we are choosing will be a dealer's choice. It will not be ours. It will be our, our guest's decision. And even though we, we, we all think we know what we're going to be doing, we'll leave that up to, uh, up to them to decide. So there's not an awful lot left to say other than my usual plug for everyone else of if you haven't heard the Married to Who podcast, please give them a listen. If you haven't heard the Neither Time Nor the Space podcast, please give them a listen. And just try and support each other at the moment because I know it's a tough time on uh, on well, in the world and on in the Doctor Who fandom and on Doctor Who Twitter. Mm. So not to oh. dwell on it, just to please, you know, do your best and support each other. Um, we're both always here for whoever needs us. So I hope yeah. everyone's doing okay. Yeah. I hope that things will go back to happier times again soon. Mm. Uh, but for now, I think all we've got left to do is say thank you again for listening. Uh, we hope you'll be back next time for our mystery one that we haven't announced yet. Um, oh, and I will announce the, uh, the the winner of last week's quiz the moment we finish recording. So that will be up very, very, very soon or last week when you hear this. Um, yeah, so thank you all again, and I hope we, you hear, you can listen to us all again soon. Uh, yeah, thank you everyone. Uh, bye. <laughs> bye guys.